Broadcasting from the center of the universe. His universe. He's 90% bourbon and 10% man. It's the Ricky Worley Show. Here's your host, Ricky Worley. Take those away some from monsters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a little later in the show, we're gonna play a game, uh, and these two fools that I have with me can't keep their hands off their buzzer. <laughs> like doing a show with a bunch of three-year-olds. <laughs> don't quit touching your button. Oh, I had a nickel for every time I've been told that. Don't touch your button. You'll get hairy palms. <laughs> All right, well, I need a drink to deal with this. <laughs> so anyway, just joining us, you may not know who, who's hanging out, that other third voice. You, If you've heard the show before, she's been on the show before. Uh, and I'm not sure that she exactly planned on working on her birthday, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> she's a trooper hanging out. My mom, Martha Jo, welcome to the show. 35th birthday. 35th birthday, for the how, Thank how many times? It's just 35. We don't even have to go past that. Plus or minus. Plus or Joe, I just say I'm two 25-year-olds. That heck yeah. Oh. Right? Or I'll take two 25-year-olds. Every man's dream, two 25-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Every older woman's dream. Also, we got to get to this. Uh, our winner of uh, last week, we had Ann Sharpstein on the show, uh, wrote the book, How to Leave an Asshole, and um, April from Florida won a copy of that book, so it'll be shipping out Congratulations, April. Yeah, so make sure you check out that book. So I looked, since your birthday is today, February 10th, uh, I looked to see who and what happened on your birthday. You share a birthday with some famous people. Do you know any of the famous people? Usually um, like, people know who, who they share a birthday with. No, I know people here in our hometown that I share a birthday with, one of your uh, good friends. Yeah, one of my best friends from school. Well, in 1937, <laughs> um, born was Roberta Flack. Oh, she cool. did Killing Me Softly. That was mm-hmm. a great song. Laura Dern. Remember her yeah. from uh, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park? She was born in mm-hmm. 1967. And Elizabeth Banks from The Hunger Games, Sea Biscuit, yeah. Charlie's Angels. She was born in 74. We actually have a party planned later today. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, you're welcome. You have to be born today. <laughs> this is how I find out about it. <laughs> There's a lot of Martha. things you find out on podcast and radio. Like, you were, a, you were an accident, not a... We were, you were a surprise. Yeah, did we know? talk about that last time? On the radio one time. Yeah, so Paige, we were doing a show where uh, mom was on the radio with me and she's talking about, you know, I have four older sisters and my whole life I was told, oh yeah, we, we're going to keep trying till we had a boy. What well, comes out on the radio, uh, no, I was an accident. He <laughs> was. Ricky, he was you so and I accident. share that. I was an accident too. Let's see, we're kindred spirits. That's why this works. <laughs> but you know what? The best damn accident. Exactly. I mean, I am the favorite, right, Mom? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. You tell yourself that, Ricky. He's my favorite son. Favorite son. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also, on your birthday, uh, 1979, Do You Think I'm Sexy? The song, remember, Rod Stewart made it to number one on the Top 40 chart. There you go. And in 1998, Will Smith's song, Getting Jiggy With It, was released on your birthday. Jada Smith was getting jiggy with something. <laughs> I know. What was it the the word they used? Entanglement. Remember, she got into an entanglement. We're going to move on. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, Paige, we were talking about things that drive you crazy 
when you're driving, like pet peeves, things people do. Uh, and from what I understand, you may have been partaking in one of those activities recently. I do not know what you're talking about. You don't? What about the police officer that pulled you over? Does he know what you're talking about? Oh, my. Should we call him? <laughs> All right. What did you do? So, I'm guilty. I totally am in the wrong. And just so we can, before I go into the story, the caveat is do not text and drive. Mm-hmm. So I was driving from my new house. Okay, so I don't know, Martha Joe, if you have this problem, but if I think of something, I've got to look it up right away, write it down, screenshot it, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm driving along, and I've got my phone in, in my right hand and my steering wheel in my left hand, and I'm just scrolling. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, screenshot that. I need that. Knowing you oh. probably on Jocelyn, Maine, or Wayfair. Yeah, or Amazon. I mean, yeah, whichever. So... I hear on the passenger side of the vehicle, you know, this rumbling motorcycle noise. I'm sure it wasn't you driving over those rumble strips on on the road. No, they did not set up a speed trap or put out the tax strip for me. I was not speeding. Anyway, I'm just doing my thing. And then all of a sudden I hear the sirens in the background. And I'm like, uh-oh. I look in the rearview mirror, and I'm going, yeah, busted. So I pull over. Did you think you were speeding, or you're like, no, I'm good? Oh, I knew I wasn't speeding because the traffic around me wasn't speeding. You were and just going with the Why flow. would I speed and text? So anyway, I pull over, and he says, uh, I don't think I have to tell you why I pulled you over, but just in case, why do you think I pulled you over? I think that's the favorite part of their job. She'd be like, do you know why I pulled you over? Just to see if I would admit it. And I looked at him. I looked down at my phone and I said, here's my driver's license and registration officer. (laughs) I said, I deserve a ticket. That's the worst. I mean, I admitted it. I I deserved a ticket. Shouldn't text and drive. You know, I I get it. I'm guilty. She slipped out a tit and she got off. (laughs) I did not. Well, you did get off, though. Out of the well, ticket, not get out off. of the ticket. <laughs> the girls were completely covered, but uh, no, he was he was nice about it, and I won't be doing that anymore on that stretch of road. On that stretch of road, he said, "If you'll text me, I'll let you go." <laughs> so she got his number. Got his number. So did you guys yeah, watch I, the uh, the Super Bowl? I watched watched the first half of the halftime show. So the halftime show. So Paige, last week you didn't really know the weekend. Clueless. To be fair, I don't know any of the music. I didn't watch the halftime show, you know, even though my boy Brady was, you know, leading the charge. It's now Champa Bay, not Tampa Bay. Champa Bay, yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch the halftime show. It was um, bizarre, right, Mom? It was. I've been schooled on it since the halftime show, because when I watched it, I just sat there confused for a very long time. yeah. And um, I've since been told by one of your sisters that it was planned to be confusing that way. Why? Because he is so anti-Hollywood 
and every part of the show was kind of a slap at what Hollywood is doing right now. Yeah, like I, I think the bandages was like on plastic surgery and that kind of thing, right? Right. Like making fun and of that. And so a lot of it was, you know, your church people in front, but really kind of behind the scenes when the camera's not on you. Oh yeah, because it opened with like a choir or something. Right. You're kind of a mess and nothing fits. So it was. It was more. You had to look deeper at a more artistic level. So he planned it to be that way. He does know this is America, right? Like we don't read into things. Right. Like we're not. We don't like to do that. We just want a great show. Yeah. Yeah, most of America doesn't read beyond the seventh grade level, let alone. Into a performance. Yeah. So I do like his music and I thought he was amazing. I I didn't understand a lot of the the stuff going on around him but now i want to go back and watch it since i've been schooled on that it was yeah now i have to rewatch it but i was watching neat. it thinking it reminded me of like like michael jackson like there was kind of like a thriller feel to it it did it did look a lot like michael jackson with the red jacket and the gloves and, and then they're like stumbling around like zombies it was mm-hmm. yeah very mm-hmm. interesting well anyway uh one buy.com they've created this fan index score of all these super bowl performances over the last 20 years and to see who fi- who was the best show. So, in your opinion, years past, who put on the best show? Prince. Prince. Mm-hmm. That Prince. was in uh, 07. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. I think um, th- it was actually a Prince concert, and they slipped in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Paige? Favorite Super Bowl? I would have to Bowl? agree. Prince? Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to... Uh, OnBuy.com, Coldplay's 2016 halftime show is rated the number one, scoring 48 out of 60 points. I don't even remember that performance. Mm. I don't either. Who did they even ask? You know, like, was it a broad spectrum of ages or was it only people that Yeah, Yeah. but Coldplay's pretty popular around the world. They are. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Last year's performance, Shakira and J-Lo, was number two, rated 46 out of 60, which I personally enjoyed that one. (laughs) Number three mm-hmm. was the one you guys uh, liked, the Prince performance in 2007. And the worst one of all time in the past 20 years since they've been keeping track of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to like this one, Mom. Scored 16 points out of 60, 2019, Maroon 5. You know, I didn't like the show, but I just liked the view. I mean, you could mute it. Just watching Adam walk around with his shirt pretty, off. Don't say anything. Yeah, just, just be pretty. Keep your mouth shut. I really don't remember that performance, but I like Maroon 5, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't remember too. walking away from it and be like, oh, that was so bad. Right. Wasn't the the Lady Gaga, when, that was the one where she started like at the top of the stadium and came in. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the Super Bowl? Yeah. What about Beyonce? So where was she on the list? I don't know, but not in the top three. Yeah. Surprising. So anyway, there you go. Super Bowl performances. Uh, we've got a lot coming up still. We're, we're going to play a new game. Uh, that's why you have your buzzers handy. That, Can't wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> waiting for that uh it's called what the bleep uh so we're gonna play that coming up in a little bit we're gonna take a quick break uh when we get back Paige has got the news see you on the other side adopt us kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, 
I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. We're back here on Ricky Whirly Show. Paige Loxley joining me and my mom hanging out on her birthday. Uh, coming up in a little bit, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is on Sunday, so we're going to touch on that. But before we get to that, uh, Paige Loxley, you got the news. Take it away. National news today, Ricky Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, steps down. Amazon announced that AWS CEO Andy Jassy will replace Jeff Bezos as CEO during the third quarter of this year. Bezos will transition to an executive chair member. Any idea why he's doing this? Maybe the, focus the, on his space thing? Well, the article didn't didn't say. I'm sure, given his track record, he'll move on to other adventures. But because, um, you know, Bezos founded Amazon in 1994, and since then has morphed the online bookstore into a mega online retailer. Yeah, that's what it used to be, like just books. Just books. When it like resell, like you could even sell your old books, I think, on there. Right. You can yeah. you can still do that. I remember my first Amazon order and I wanted to buy a stock then. What was and your first order? A book? Yeah, it was I'm not I can't remember what the title was. But when I wanted to buy stock, I was told, oh, no, that will never take off. People want to go. <laughs> Books yeah, are dying. Well, no, they said, you know, they want to go into the store. They want to touch the pages. They want to be able to purchase in person. And now look at where we are. Yeah. And I bought stock then. I still remember when Netflix came in the mail, and I thought that was the dumbest thing yeah. I've ever heard in my entire life. Why wouldn't you just go to Blockbuster and pick it up? No, that was the best thing because no late fees. You could keep right. that and movie look, as long as you wanted. You just weren't going to get your next movie till you sent it back. And look I at remember. where we are today. And they still apparently have like a, a DVD mail service for people yeah. that have DVD players still. Well, there's Redbox now as well, but I stream everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Redbox is on the way out too. I mean, yeah. why, why pay for that real estate and the machine and, you know. I think you can Redbox online now. And they, Yeah, I think you can. You yeah. stream or they send it to you? You stream. Oh, see, yeah, they're trying to keep up, but... Andy Jassy should usher Amazon into a new generation and grow the company even more since he's been with the company since 1997. It's crazy the the growth they've had from selling books to now you can buy, like, caskets. I mean, you can buy anything on Amazon. Oh, I didn't know you could buy a casket. Why are you shopping for a casket, Ricky? (laughs) Why are you shopping for caskets? Just looking for a deal. You can never be too prepared. Well... No, I just know you can buy anything. I mean... I don't know about a wife or anything, probably. Let me see. Let me type in. Yeah, type that in and Russian, let's see if you can buy a rife, wife. Russian wife. Let's see what. I need, I need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a book about it. 
but you cannot buy a, a Russian wife. Remember there was a thing where they were like saying they were doing trafficking on Wayfair and Amazon stuff? Well, I never heard that. You never heard that I story? I think you dreamed it. No, it was a story uh, a few months ago. They were saying, uh, they were like naming furniture and it was like a human name. And then like it was a conspiracy thing that they were like trafficking people. Oh, anyway. that's interesting. Maybe yeah. I need to get investigative on that. Yeah, look into that. So COVID has gotten all of us so upside down. The, the economic situation as a result of COVID is affecting many cities. So for the love of God, would you please come and visit? And we'll pay you to visit. When California announced its second round of lockdown in December, cities around California decided to take measures into their own hands because they were facing economic crisis. Officials in a town called Santa Maria Valley, which is outside of Santa Barbara, decided that they said they would pay for you to come and visit. To promote tourism and help economic comeback, Visit Santa Maria Valley is the campaign that was launched early in February. You'll be paid $100 to travel there. You can stay a minimum of two nights at one of the many resorts and hotels in the area. And the payment comes in the form of a voucher that can be used at the different wineries, breweries, and around town. That's cool. Yeah, it's actually a creative idea. I'm so ready to go somewhere. I know, but I don't, California, there's nothing to do. Everything's closed. It's closed up, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But obviously the restaurants and stuff are open if they're giving you vouchers, right? Yeah, I think for outside dining and for takeout. But, you know, it's still nice that you can walk around, you know, the different wineries, that they're doing a lot to promote the social distancing protocols so that you can do it in a healthy way. Let's check so it that, out. Yeah, I thought that was a creative idea. On the you're part looking of, somewhere yeah. to go other than Florida. Everybody's coming to Florida. <laughs> yeah, and Florida I don't think is shut down at all. No, did you see, like, the Super Bowl? They were, like, partying like crazy. Well, it's interesting, though, that you, you mentioned Super Bowl and Tampa. I don't know if you heard this, guys, but in uh, Florida's Pinellas County water supply was potentially poisoned. Feds are now tracking a hacker who tried to remotely poison the town's public water supply. The plant operator in Oldsmar, a city outside of Tampa Bay, noticed the breach beginning on February 5th. He noticed the hacker was controlling the system's mouse operating various functions on the screen and changing the sodium hydrate in the water from 100% to 1100 ppm. That's so, parts per million. Sodium nitrate. Mom, you're the science. No, no. Sodium hydrate. Hydrate. What is that? That's lie. Lie can kill you, mm, which is what he up. was trying to do. He took it from 100 parts per million to 1100 parts per million. And this wow. is potentially dangerous with the yeah. increase of the sodium hydrate levels. Feds are on the hunt for him. And it's basically sodium hydrate is an ingredient that's used in drain cleaners to give you an idea of, of how caustic it can oh, be. Oh, that's like how spouses kill their spouse, right? With like Drano and stuff. Not if you're smart. You oh. talked about this last week. You know, I've watched a lot of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's good you're on the show. You remember last week, Paige, uh, there were two, I think two instances where I kind of threw my mom under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and I got text about that. Oh, remember let's she threw hear about this. she threw the boxers in the water at the camp, the Christian camp. We were talking about yes. panty raiding. And then I, I think I could get away with murder. I've watched enough Dexter. I think I could do it. 
Yeah, I, I think I could too. There so, are so many I wouldn't use lye though. The Drano is not the way to go. Drano is no. not the way. There are so many other natural poisons that will actually metabolize in the body and you'll we never trace talk. them. This is scary. We should talk. We should talk. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I'm single. <laughs> so I guess the people in Pinellas County or whatever, Tampa, they could blame the Super Bowl win. They could say, well, something's in the water. Well, it just, it turned out that the um, water supply was tampered with just two days before the Super Bowl. So you mm. have to wonder, are the two connected? And I, I'm uh, saying, yes, they are. Yeah. It is kind of freaky and, when you work with, when you work at a um, job site and you have computer problems and they say, can I remote in? And then they just completely take over your computer. Oh yeah. And just the mouse starts moving around. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of spooky. And it sounds like that's what this guy did. But I think the people of Pinellas County have have to thank the attentive plant operator for identifying the problem and immediately responding to it. He immediately started reducing the sodium hydrate levels as they were being increased. So he was on top of it. Sounds like a Mission Impossible episode. Um, Martha Jo, you want to go to space? No, ma'am. <laughs> I don't no. even like to ride on the mountains. I, I don't like heights. So Space Mountain at Disney World is out. It's okay because it's in the dark. I don't have to see. It's dark in space. But I'll know. No, Are you I, going? Would you go, Paige? I would go. If would offered, you? I would go, yeah. And SpaceX is coincidentally getting ready to launch its first ever all civilian flight. And you could you be mean on it. No astronauts? Who's going to fly the damn thing? See, that's the one I don't want to be on. <laughs> all civilians. <laughs> Well, you got Bubba over there. I think I've seen this movie. You got Daryl and his other brother, Daryl. <laughs> anyway, it turns out that Jared Isaacman, the billionaire founder and CEO, is also a pilot. So he will be piloting SpaceX. So he's going to fly it. He's going to fly it. There are six other seats. Three of those are already taken, and the others are up for grabs. Actually, one will be given to St. Jude, auctioned off for St. Jude, and then the other is available to a member of the public. So anyone can enter online for the raffle. I don't know if I want to get on with this billionaire guy, if he's piloting it. I want an astronaut. Right? Well, well is SpaceX a rocket, or is it a plane? It's not a plane. Richard Branson, his are, they look more like planes. But these, yeah, no, these are rockets. We watch them go up like every week here in Orlando. You remember that Tom Hanks movie, Apollo, whatever. Eleven, right? Yeah. Do you want to be up there with a billionaire and that goes wrong? I want Tom Hanks because he's also Sully, who landed in the Hudson. Yeah. Well, that's true. And Castaway. And Castaway, he knows what to he's do. He's resourceful. If you don't make it. Right. So I don't want this billionaire guy. I want Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's true. I'll have to rescind my uh, raffle that I put in. Yeah. Guess who's back in the news in Florida, of course. In Florida? I assume the Tiger King, but... <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, him too. <laughs> Casey Anthony. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> She's to get a documentary deal. First of Ugh. all, I'm, I'm sorry, anyone who would want to work with her on a documentary about the death of her daughter, Kaylee. Yeah, what's, what's to be told? I, I thought any credible studio or producer would not want to work with her because they didn't want to give her money. She was, of course, charged, but acquitted in 2011. She's producing it, but she's also working alongside producers Tamara Simmons and Ebony Porter. They're currently developing the documentary about the notorious Florida versus Casey Anthony trial. Right. 
and it's being dubbed the authorized documentary in which Casey will offer a viewpoint of the gruesome death of her two year old. So basically what I want to say. It's what she wants to say, but that has been her narrative throughout the entire trial. If if you remember seeing any of the um, news footage and listening to any of her interviews, it's been her narrative again, again. and again right. and again. She's been yeah, out right. of the limelight. And, yeah, she's know. mad people have forgotten about her. Right? Yeah. Probably needs payday. Because, right. yeah, she's still here in central Florida. I, I mean, I assume she can't get a job. Speaking, Speaking of documentaries, of, did you see Britney Spears? Yeah. So, did we talk oh God, about that last so week? Sad, wasn't yeah. it? Have you seen her Instagram account? It's yeah. weird. It's so bizarre. It's like she's on meth or something. It it seems like it, or she's either in in manic phase. Um, I I don't know, but the whole thing is really sad. The whole story from the time she was a little girl. I mean, it's just like she's been taken advantage of over and over and over. Well, and what's this about her father? He wasn't really in the picture, and then all of a sudden, now he's in the picture. And what does the judge have from him? I mean, what's he holding over the judge's head? Well, apparently they said in that document, it's hard to get out of conservatorship once they initiate it. You, I would think somebody needs to look at it. Well, the burden of proof is on Brittany and and the people that are in her camp on her behalf. Yeah, and how can she be building a strong case with these people you know, around her that... Probably it's don't have mess. her best interest. It's just a mess. But when you see her, you know, her last performance was like, what, three years ago? Well, she was doing the Vegas show. She looked perfectly normal. And now she, she kind of looks like a crackhead. And what's with her teeth? Yeah, see the, you know, like a crackhead. Now, see, yeah. I didn't see, I saw a slight gap in one photo, but that was a photo from years ago. Well, she didn't have it when she was younger, and now suddenly... There's a gap in her Well, teeth. that's why there's the speculation that these videos and everything that we're seeing is that it's actually a body double and not even her. Mm-hmm. And then if you notice on Instagram when she talks, it's all sped up like a squirrel, you know, like... Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really weird that everything's kind of altered. It's, there's some weird stuff going on there. It is weird. It's kind of like the Michael Jackson story, you know? He started as a little kid, and the people mm-hmm. who should have protected him in his life didn't. Right. They just took advantage of his money. That's another messed up case. That is another messed up case. Don't make me bring out my impression again. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Paige said I sound like uh, what's from South Park. (laughs) Cartman. Cartman from South Park. Yeah. Well, in other entertainment news, do you guys know the country music artist Morgan Wallen? Oh, yeah. He's in a world of trouble. Oh, he is. Uh, Martha Joe, do you know about this story? I know the story, but I don't know his music. All right. Well, he was caught on video by a neighbor after a night out in Nashville, just casually using racial slurs. Casually, you know, like you do. Right. He was caught on video by a neighbor just casually using racial slurs after coming home from a night in Nashville. Listen to this quick clip. Morgan Wallen's not just losing airtime and award nominations as a result of dropping the N-word. He's also being canceled everywhere. Yeah, so this is um, irresponsible, immature. The crazy part about this, though, if you watch that video of the clip, Mm-hmm. They were in a neighborhood. I don't know who lives there, his friend, or if he lives there. The whole video was caught 
on a neighbor's ring camera. And from what I understand, the, they were making a lot of noise in the street. The neighbor wakes up or is up and is frustrated, whatever. They're recording the incident. So basically, they pissed off the neighbor. The neighbor captures all this and then is out with it. So it's kind of a um, situation of carelessness. And if that's the way he talks in private, now it's out there. It's not like he was in a public setting acting that way is what I'm getting at. But that just causes pause. If that's really the way he talks, then that's the way he feels. There's no privacy within your own neighborhood. So I, it's just, uh, it was, like I said, kind of careless, immature. I, that, and when I saw it, I was like, how old is he? You know, is he like low 20s? I think he's 27, 28. Old so, enough to know better. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, stop being a douche. But remember, he got in trouble a few months ago for the Saturday Night Live thing. He was supposed to be on SNL. He goes to New York. And, it, you know, on SNL, they've got these strict COVID restrictions. Like, you can't go out partying. You've got to isolate, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he went out partying. They saw it, caught wind of it, the show, and then they canceled him off the show. They're like, no, you, you can't come do the show now. Yeah, so, I agree with that. So he's starting to show a pattern of kind of reckless, immature behavior. Yeah. But I'm glad to see that he's actually being ostracized. Cancel his... culture, man. It's what we do yeah. best in this country. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. Oh, 91 yeah. year old. He died February 5th, 2021. He was born in December 1929. Wow. Best known for his role with Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. Yeah. He also starred in Star Trek VI, Knives Out, The Return of Pink Panther, among many others. His career began in 1958. Yeah, I've got, uh, I got a clip on him coming up in our game that we're going to play, What the Bleep. Julie Andrews mourns her Sound of Music co-star Christopher Plummer. She's quoted as saying, The world has lost a consummate actor today, and I have lost a cherished friend. I treasure all the memories of our work together and all the humor and fun we shared throughout the years. My heart and condolences go out to his lovely wife, Elena, and his daughter, Amanda. Your guy, Ricky. My Ryan guy? Seacrest. Oh. Yeah, he dropped the mic. Longtime figure on E! Live from the Red Carpet. Yeah. Is now stepping away. Ryan Seacrest wrote on his Instagram post Thursday afternoon, After 14 years of hosting E! Live from the Red Carpet, I've decided to move on to new adventures. I'll miss the whole crew that works so hard behind the scenes. And, of course, my amazing partner, Juliana. Juliana. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the hardest working guys in Hollywood for a while there. He was doing everything. He had his morning yeah. show on Kiss yeah. FM out in L.A. And then we, he was doing Idol. He was doing, uh, remember, he took over Dick Clark's The Weekend Countdown. He did. Mm-hmm. He's with uh, Kelly Ripa now. Yeah, now he's yeah he's in New York, I think, most of the time because of that show. Yeah, this guy's all over the place. Now Idol's coming up, uh, what, in a week or two here? Yeah, he'll still be doing that. He and, was producing I mean, the Kardashians. Another yeah. project he did, uh, Larry King Now. Remember he had that show towards the end of his life. Uh, they co-produced that, I think, at Aura TV. So, well, yeah. Larry King was his mentor. Oh. It, it's exciting that Ryan got to do that with Larry, you know, especially before Larry passed. So, you know, that's going to be an iconic program, I think. Look at those Golden Globes, Ricky. The big Golden Globes. The big Golden Globes. <laughs> so, wait, the this- Golden Globe that's... That's not the Oscars, because Oscars are Academy Awards. I always get confused. They all have multiple names for these award shows. Yeah, Golden Globes, the Oscars, 
Emmys, which is TV. Right. So anyway, Golden Globes are coming up. Yeah, the 78th annual Golden Globe Awards ceremony is actually bicoastal. Coming February 28th, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler host the 78th Golden Globes from separate coasts. Fey will be live from the Rainbow Room atop the Rockefeller Center in New York City. Poehler will host from the Globe's usual location at the Beverly Hills Hilton in California. So they're going to do it remotely, which is kind of exciting. Nominees will be announced today with Sarah Jessica Parker on the Today Show. She'll read a few of the nominees first, and then the rest of the nomination ceremony will be streamed live on both the Golden Globes official Facebook page and the Golden Globes website. The Golden Globes are um, chosen by the Hollywood Foreign Press. Oh, okay. And the Oscars... It's peers, right? The Oscars is the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So if you belong to the Academy, which I think a lot so, of like actors and directors, they can vote on that stuff. Right, so they it's them voting on themselves where gotcha. the Globes are. Hollywood Foreign Press. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's go. interesting. I never knew that. Now I'm Me learning either. about my award shows. Yeah, education. I just watch them. I, I, don't... I, I love the dresses. I just love to watch the clothes. Well, some of the nominees, I think, will be um, chiming in remotely to receive their awards. Surely. Maybe virtually yeah. and in person. Some of those details have not yet been released. We are heading into uh, award season. We are. Jane yeah. Fonda, seven-time Golden Globe winner, will re- also receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award for her outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. Hmm. In addition, Norman Lear will be the third ever recipient of the Carol Burnett Award for Outstanding Contributions to Television on or off the screen. Now, I love Carol Burnett. Who doesn't? She was, I grew up on her. She's amazing. The fact that you're still alive and you have an award named after you, that's pretty badass. It is. She's badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, she really, she's hysterical. Do you remember Tim Conway, Vicki Lawrence? Oh, of course. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they used to try not to crack themselves up, and it was just too hard for them on screen. My Love favorite skit is when Tim Conway was talking about going to the circus at Mama's Family and the Siamese elephants. Uh-huh, I remember that one. And the little monkey dancing across <laughs> yeah. their nose. And he oh, had Carol goodness. Burnett and Vicki Lawrence. And stitches, yeah. On the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best ever. In other sad entertainment news... Tony Bennett received an Alzheimer's diagnosis in 2016. The yeah. family just went public. Tony Bennett still recognizes Lady Gaga. She's hard to forget. Yeah. <laughs> How could yeah. you forget I mean, Lady she Gaga? Is. The duo's next album is set to be released in spring 2021. He joined forces with Gaga and recorded a follow up album to their ultra successful Cheek to Cheek, which dropped in 2014. There's been a lot of studies about. Alzheimer's and music and it's amazing how much music can help an Alzheimer's person. I have a family member that has Alzheimer's who plays piano and can sit down can't remember what we talked about 30 seconds ago but can sit down and play the piano perfectly without from memory from memory with no music yeah so it's you know music is ingrained in us whether you're a music person or not there's just something about music that brings happiness to us all and so I think that's really evident with Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga they enjoy each other and they enjoy the music they absolutely do she's quoted as saying he was a father figure a friend a mentor she absolutely loves their friendship 
she was seen in an interview as he is recalling her. He, he clearly recognizes her, and she broke down into tears. It just It's so sad. Uh, he's one of my favorites. He's kind of like you know, some of the last of the, the bunch of Sinatra and Dean Martin. I was watching last night some, some clips of uh, one of my favorites, Don Rickles. But, you know, that kind of circle of guys. and The and, Rat Pack. Yeah, and he's, he's kind of one of the last ones we've got. I think uh, we still have uh, Newhart still alive, right? Bob Sorry, Newhart is still alive. Yeah. But, I mean, that group, they all hung out together. Larry King was in that group. He hung out with those guys. Yeah, I grew up with his music. My mother loved him. And it is still a way, listening to him is still a way I connect with my mother, even though she long passed. Mm. So it's just an era that I don't want to see go. Speaking of consummate artists, Dolly Parton doesn't do politics. We know this, right? Yeah, I love it when she they try to get her to go there and interview her. She's like, no, not doing it. Well, listen to this clip. No, Dolly, did you, we know, we, we read that President Obama's Obama, yeah. biggest mistake was not giving you the Medal <laughs> of, of Freedom. And he said he's going to call his friend Joe. Well, have you heard from Joe? <laughs> Otherwise known as President well, Biden? I actually, I actually have. Actually have. But to be honest, in all fairness, I got offered the Freedom Award from the Trump administration. I couldn't accept it because my husband was ill. Then they asked me again about it, and I wouldn't travel because of the COVID. So now I feel like if I take it, I'll be doing politics. So I don't, I'm not sure. I don't work for those awards. It'd be nice. But I'm not sure that I, you know, uh, that I even deserve it, but that's a nice compliment for people to think that I might deserve it. Well, you definitely well, I think, do. I think everyone pretty thinks you might deserve it. You know, I just completely appreciate the fact that she doesn't do politics. I think now that she's come out and said, not comfortable taking it because people think I'm going to do politics, now it's okay to take it. Like, she can accept the award. I think she can, because it's not only President Obama's administration and Donald Trump's administration that wanted to give it to her. She is clearly being recognized for all of her efforts. So, I, you know, I think it would be okay if she did take it. It was just a classy response on her part. I don't know. She's probably playing it safe. You know how freaking nuts people are these days. If she does it, she's going to piss somebody off. That's just the way the world is now. See, I don't see how Dolly could piss anybody off. You would think that, right? There's that, that meme I've seen on, like, Facebook, and it's like, here's a picture of a stick to to point out that people can argue about anything. And then you read the comments and they're arguing about, that's not a stick, it's a this, it's a, you know, so. Right, well, Dolly, I have your back. If anybody tries to bully you for taking an award that's well-deserved, I got you. I think Dolly at this point, she's like, I don't, I mean, she's such a legend. She doesn't care. I don't think she really cares about that award. I think she does it because she just enjoys doing what she does, doing the right thing. She's one of those people that just does the right thing. Yeah, she doesn't care about the accolades. And Ricky, that's it for the news. Busy week. That's the news with Paige Loxley. Stick around. We've got more. You know, Valentine's Day just around the corner. Plus, we're playing a brand new game of What the Bleep. Stick around for that. More of the Ricky Riley Show. He flew fighter jets in two wars and taught you how to drive a car. He fed everyone on the block, but never shared his secret recipes. 
and every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in. All right, Grandpa, what's one piece of advice you have for me? Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at StoryCorpConnect.org slash AARP. Connect, honor, share. StoryCorps Connect. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. Back here on the Ricky Whirly Show, got a brand new game. Uh, it's pretty freaking funny. I was coming up with the prep for this last night, and I was literally sitting alone on my computer, cracking up. So I'm excited to do this. It's called What the. The time has come for what the. Uh oh. I'm going to play a clip from the news or celebrity, something that happened this week. I've bleeped out a word or some words, and you're going to have to guess what the bleeped out word is. You have your buzzers ready. 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 You'll buzz in and uh, the winner gets uh, all my adoration. <laughs> all right. So here's going to be just an example round. Just okay. A little premature. Pre- little premature. premature. So okay. sorry about that. I can empathize with that, but a little premature. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's going to be a sample just so you have an idea how this is going to work. All right. Here's the first one. Biden today made clear he will not budge. I'm not cutting the size of the They're going to be $1,400, period. Stimulus. He's not cutting the size of the... All right, play it again. I'm not cutting the size of the They're going to be $1,400, period. Budget. Check. The checks. He's not cutting the size of the checks. They're going to be $1,400, period. All right, this first one is, you know, American Idol's coming back. They recently had on Good Morning America, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie. So this is a clip from Good Morning America, Lionel Richie, talking about uh, American Idol returning. You ready? So last season, you all had to wrap up remotely. Now y'all reunited and it feels so good. You know what? I have to tell you, we are not only reunited, but it's there is never a dull moment with this this crew right here. I have to tell you. And what makes it so beautiful this time around is because we were virtual before, when we saw each other, when we actually got back together, it was more of a fest than we had the last time we were together. It was a hug fest. No, it was a love fest. Close enough. All right, so along uh, those same lines, Katy Perry was talking to Good Morning America, same interview. See if you can guess. This is a multiple one. There's multiple words in it, so wait until it's done and see if you can guess what Katy Perry has been bleeped. Katie, congratulations on becoming a mom with Orlando Bloom. Your daughter, Daisy Dove, came into the world back in August. Uh, from experience, I know that being a mom uh, changes literally everything you do. I'm curious, has it changed how you judge? <laughs> oh, well, um, I mean, like, this season is all about and the fact that all you need is And I think, you know, as a world, we've experienced uh, a little bit of a loss of not being able to be with the people that we 
And, wow. um, you know, I experienced a huge influx of when my daughter came into our lives. And so I was definitely able to give more this season. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Anybody got a buzzer? Well, how many words do we need to come up with? Well, lucky for you, it's all the same word, so. All right. Head? Head, yes. <laughs> Luckily, she was able to get ahead with her new baby. Um, sleep? Are we back with... No. Love. All you need is love. Exactly. Da, 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 da. Love is all you need. All right, so this is, um, you know, Super Bowl this past weekend. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was recently on Jimmy Kimmel. So that's the setup for this clip. Get your buzzers ready. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? You got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers in it. Look, the incredible little subplot story that's going on in front of our eyes that has already become more magnificent than we, most everyone even imagined is Tom Brady leading the Buccaneers to uh, another a Super Bowl win. It's I crazy. Mean, all right, Mom, go ahead. Leading. Leading. Yes, leading the Buccaneers. All right, next one. This is from, I think, World News Tonight on ABC. You know, they have the crazy cold weather up in the Northeast and I think the Midwest, too. It's been freezing. Uh, so here is this clip. Good evening, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on this Sunday. I'm Lindsay Davis. We begin tonight with the dangerous winter weather. More than 100 million Americans by snow and bone-chilling a fast-moving storm pushing through the I-95 corridor today, paralyzing travel in some spots. Philadelphia to New York and Boston hit with heavy, wet more than half a foot just outside the big cities. <laughs> yeah. Snow? Snow, heavy, wet snow. Heavy, yeah. wet snow. That was one. Let me take it back. Here's the other one. There are more than 100 million Americans by snow and bone-chilling They're wet by snow. Buried. Close. You have a guess, Mom? No. Slammed. Slammed S by snow. Gosh. There are more than 100 million Americans by snow and bone-chilling And bone-chilling... Yeah, bone-chilling cold. All right. You're getting the hang of it. Getting the hang okay. of it. Okay. All right. So this one you were talking about... Um, Sound of Music. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. No. Christopher Plummer? Oh, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. Yeah. All right. So this is kind of, it's his, this is an older clip, but it was Julie Andrews talking about him uh, and then him also speaking of her. So here we go. Do you have a crush on Christopher Plummer? Who um, had one on yeah, we sort you, of but... did. We were never an item, as they say, <laughs> but now we are the best of friends. We became the best of friends, and that's lovely. Mm. Yeah, probably because we weren't an item. We should have ended up together. We should yes. have had a huge affair. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't think I can... Yes. We should have had a fucking affair? That's the <laughs> word that popped in my head. Here it is again. That is not correct. We should have ended up together. We should yes. have had a huge affair. <laughs> flaming? Amazing flaming? Uh, you gotta remember he's British, right? Right? Bloody. No. Smashing. A huge smashing affair. Smashing, baby. Smashing. Smashing. <laughs> smashing. Uh, smashing. That one made you blush a little. A little bit. 
All right, so this one is uh, the new, what is he, Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg? Buttigieg? Whatever. Um, anyway, he was on the news this week. I believe this is from World News. I don't know, the one George Stephanopoulos does on the, uh, on the weekend. Here we go. The American people want this to happen. Uh, look, each day, the need for relief becomes more urgent, ensuring that we have the resources to this virus, but also to support American working families. All right, so you got two there. You need hear it again? Oh, all right. Go ahead. Working and beat. Uh, close, but neither are correct. Let me play <gasps> it one more time, and we'll give Paige a chance. The American people want this to happen. Uh, look, each day, the need for relief becomes more urgent, ensuring that we have the resources to this virus, but also to support American working families. All right, Paige, what do you think? Each and every day, okay. and to combat. Incorrect. <laughs> Each passing day, and to defeat the virus. <sighs> yes. All right, and our, this is our last one. Uh, one of our favorite people, uh, Dolly Parton, was recently on Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. And I think this, yeah, so she, it's the same word basically multiple times so you should have a pretty easy time getting this one what a record it was it was so good we well did the album did great but you really made it you were the first person i asked on it because i think you great i watch you all the time with other people and when i called you up you said oh i'm not a i'm not a real i said yes you are it's the same word every time well a different version of it. I'll play it one more time. What a record it was. It was so good. We well, did the album did great, but you really made it. You were the first person I asked on it because I think you great. I watch you all the time with other people. And when I called you up, you said, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a real I said, yes, you are. Yeah. Sing, sang, singer. Yeah. I asked you to sing. You're a great singer. That's hysterical. It's always fun when it sounds like Dolly Parton's cussing up a storm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so you go. That is our game of what the bleep. It's harder than you think. The words that pop in your head are not words <laughs> I usually say in public. See, uh, uh, since I know the answers, I'm sitting here like, why are you guys not getting it? But it's... it's. Not, I mean, let us put you in that position. I know. I probably would be terrible at it. Yeah. So there you go. We'll do that again uh, sometime on the show. What the bleep. So uh, Valentine's Day is on Sunday. Are you guys ready? I know you're probably both very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Singles Awareness Day. I know. What happened? We were getting you a date. Mm. We're trying to find somebody for Paige. Um, but yeah, the, the phone has just not been ringing. I had a little lady the other day that she was just a grumpy cat. So I was determined to make her mine. And I went in and sat and visited with her and... 30 minutes into the conversation, she asked me if I was single. And I looked at her and smiled. And I said, why are you asking? <laughs> and she said, no, but my son is. Oh. And so I went out took her to her car to meet her son. He looked like a walrus. It's like, oh, honey. <laughs> at least Aww. she tried. She's she pimping him try. out. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do with my co-host here. Right? Face a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I've got uh, some gifts that you should never give a woman for Valentine's Day. So I'm interested to get your take as women on these. Uh, before we get to that, though, like what's the worst Valentine's Day gift you ever got? So the worst I think I ever got was a backpack that unbuttoned and became a rain jacket. Well, that's pretty smart. But not romantic. Not romantic, but useful. Not for Valentine's Day. <laughs> 
Now, if the jacket or the backpack came with a hike, a, a trip, hike, a romantic hike, yeah. or a picnic, not. or something like that, then yeah. And it looked like Joseph's coat of many colors. Even better. Not really. What about you, Paige? <sighs> <laughs> Expired chocolates by three years. Ooh. Uh. You know how when chocolate turns white? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it gets all crusty? Yeah, dried out. And yeah, flaky. I opened the box of chocolates and... Mm-hmm. Like, oh! Yeah. And I Gross. saw that it was all... Did you open it with him there? Yes. Gross. And... I looked at it and I said, is it supposed to be like this? <laughs> it's white and chocolate. Course, as I'm flipping it over to see the expiration date, he's he is saying, oh, yes, yes, it's it's a different kind of chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Right. And I read the expiration date and I said, made in 2000 XYZ. Do you think that he had it for that long or he bought it and it was just old? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That he just he bought, bought it. it and big lots. It was just old. A big lots, yeah. Big those, lots. Yeah, those stores that have like leftover stuff. Yeah. Well, here are, uh, here's some of the worst things or things, guys, if you're still shopping for Valentine's Day, you should never give a woman for Valentine's Day uh, anything that belongs in a kitchen. True. True. What if it's wine? Wine belongs in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Or the bedroom the or the bathtub. I mean, it can be anywhere. But like an appliance. Have you ever gotten an appliance as like as a gift? Oh God, yes. Mm-hmm. For birthdays, Christmas, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think if I've done that yet with Cynthia. Oh yeah, don't. I did this year. Well, not <gasps> really an appliance, but kind of. It was a kitchen thing, but it's she wanted it. It's like her favorite thing now. But it was a waffle maker, because she loves waffles. I don't That's like waffles, so I got it for. I mean, it was a selfless gift that doesn't benefit me. So yeah, I did get her a waffle maker. Uh, another gift not to give a woman for Valentine's Day, a Hickory Farms cheese ball. True. Yeah. Why? Bitches Never love cheese thing. and balls. Not cheesy <clears throat> balls, but cheese and, and we like sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Cheesy balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, six pack of beer. Yeah, no. I have some friends that would enjoy that. Not romantic friends. Uh, a nose hair trimmer. For, oh my. Practical. A guy gave it to a girl? Yeah. No. <laughs> No. Uh, anything from a drugstore, Walgreens, CVS. Yeah. Uh, a Seven Eleven Rose. No. What about? If, but from a drugstore, Viagra. No. Mm? Mm-mm. Anything Mm-mm. that says one size fits all. Definitely not. No. What about a bathrobe though? That's kind of you know pamper yourself. Nope. Mm-mm. And last one. Anything with an electrical cord attached to it. Depends. Well. What about the Vibrate 3000? It's <laughs> going how much horsepower you need. How much horsepower? <laughs> so there you go. There's some tips for things not to get a woman for Valentine's Day. That's our show. Mom, happy birthday. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank happy you. Thank you. Be sure to check us out on social media. You know, I got all the funniest memes on social media, so make sure you follow us, Ricky Worley Show, on Facebook and Instagram. I'm really not doing the Twitter. It's, I feel like it's dying. It's an old person's game. Yeah. Twitter. They just get on there and bitch about stuff. So. It's going into the sunset for me. Anyway, until next week, like we say every week, cheers. Chin chin.
No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.